Your Partner in Success Radio is a free business podcast with host Denise Griffiths. It's all about great stories, conversation, and context to help you move your business and life forward with actionable tips and advice from her guest experts. To listen and subscribe, just find us on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you consume your podcasts. Welcome to your Partner in Success Radio. I'm your host, Denise Griffiths, and today we are talking about our military veterans and how they can get the VA rating and compensation that they deserve. There's a lot of talk these days, as there should be, about our military and our veterans. And I'll tell you right now, I strongly support our military and our police department, all of them. So that being said, my guest Brian Reese was very good at masking his PTSD, bipolar disorder, depression, and anxiety. He even told himself that he did not deserve benefits, which he later discovered was completely wrong and had no basis in reality at all. So as an Air Force officer deployed to Afghanistan, he embodied the motto of service before self. We hear that a lot. And unfortunately, like many veterans, his service came at his own expense. And abusing alcohol and drugs to cope with mental health issues nearly ended his life. But by the grace of God and the power of pure vulnerability, he began a transformation, transformational journey of overcoming social stigmas and persevering through adversity. Now, this journey led Brian to create VA Claims Insider to help veterans get the VA rating and compensation, which they really do need. And it has become a global movement of veterans helping veterans worldwide. Brian, welcome to your Partner in Success Radio. I know you're walking outside, so we're going to hear a little bit of noise. It's not worrying me a bit. I'm just letting the audience know what that noise is. So welcome. Glad to have you here. Thank you so much, Denise. I appreciate the the invite. Yeah, the invite. And so, um, yeah, I I am, uh, for all of our veterans and, and business owners listening right now, I'm out for a little walk right now. And what I've learned is it's important for me at certain times of the day to get out and just go for a slow stroll in nature and try to be mindful of everything going on. Uh, Being an entrepreneur, life can come at you a million miles an hour. There's so many ups and downs and you have to have a way to try to lower the pressure and noise and escape for a minute and just ground yourself and this is one of the, the practices that I found really helps my mental health, my physical health, my spiritual health. And so if, if y'all have never gone on mindfulness walks before, uh, I'd encourage you to try it. Listen, it does help. I can't meditate. I've tried. I'm just, I have a squirrel brain. It does never shut down. And when yeah. I do try to meditate, I either wind up falling over and drooling or I'm mentally making my Thanksgiving grocery list, which never changes from year to year. And it may be July, but I'm still making that darn list. So I have found, <laughs> I know, it doesn't make any sense. I have found that when I'm walking my dog, Abby Rose, I will fall into mm-hmm. what I guess is called a walking meditation. And all Love of a sudden it. I'll realize that I've bypassed my house. She didn't warn me. She didn't turn us into the driveway. She'll keep on going. And I have actually gotten lost in my own very small neighborhoods, three streets deep, three streets wide. It's small. Just because I was in some kind of of meditation, which is very peaceful. 
So I understand what you're saying. That's it. Yeah, you, you nailed it. And look, for, for anybody who's tried meditation before, um, I'll tell you, it took me almost two years of meditation before I was actually able to find some of the specific tactical things that I have to do to settle and calm my brain. It's, it's very much, I mean, look, your, your brain is a muscle. And you have to work it out, and it takes an insane amount of practice. And so if you've tried meditating before um, and it's, you know, you're really having a hard time kind of getting into that state, one of the things that you can do that I recommend is use a guided meditation app. So, um, you know, this is not an endorsement. However, I've found a ton of value in an application called the Calm app. And basically, there's, there's mindfulness meditations, there's sleep stories, um, there's, you know, calming panic and anxiety, and I do one or two of those practices every single day. And, you know, look, we're all super busy. You may not have time to stop for two hours in the day, and that's okay. No. You can select within the app, you can select it. Hey, I'm going to do a five-minute calming anxiety guided meditation hey, I'm going to do a 30-minute sleep story where, you know, this super calming voice is reading you a book as you're trying to fall asleep. So, look, hmm. there's, there's practices, there's things out there that can help you. Um, if you're an entrepreneur or business owner and you've never done mindfulness and or meditation, you got to do it. I mean, to me, it's – I mean, and I'm like you, Denise, where my brain – doesn't shut off. No, sleeping is difficult. Yeah, I mean, look, and for veterans as well, veterans and entrepreneurs, we're, we're insomniacs. Many times we're workaholics. You're always kind of trying to tweak or optimize or get a new client or, you know, figure out a way you can improve your business or scale your business. We have a hard time turning things off, meaning like flipping the switch. And I'm right there with you. What I'm saying, though, is some of your breakthroughs, some of the, the products and services that have literally broken through and changed things for veterans and for our, our business have happened in those quiet moments. And so you have to literally be intentional and create those moments for yourself, because if you don't, your entrepreneur and you won't let you. And so, uh, look, if you've never done mindfulness or meditation, I'm telling you, it's a game changer. And I agree with you, even though I can't do what I would call regular meditation, but I have three tricks that I have learned over time because I do pay a lot of attention to my mindfulness, what I'm thinking about, what I'm doing. If I'm yelling at myself, if I'm saying bad words to myself, honestly, Brian, and I've said this before, if any living person spoke to me in a Walmart parking lot the way I've caught myself speaking to me, I would bloody their nose. I'd wind up in jail. Yeah. But I let myself yeah. get by with it. But what I do, and I love what you said about those quiet moments. Well, I told you about the walking meditation, but another thing I do, and I'm kind of joking, but I'm kind of not is what I call open refrigerator door syndrome. I mean, everybody goes to the refrigerator door, they open it, and they're blank, right? 
So <laughs> I will open I just up French that. doors. Exactly. We all do it. And it's a good time to take a break. I mean, I don't, you know, if anybody's yelling, shut that door, you're letting the cold out. Hush them because you're meditating. I will open both of my, my doors and I will stick my upper body in there because it's a big refrigerator and I will just stop thinking. And when I come back out of there, I'm, oh, you know, I grab my bottle of water and I'm like, huh, yeah, and, I'm, and I do it several times a day. But the other thing is I know that when I'm getting ready to go to sleep finally, because sleeping is difficult, I will turn over to my subconscious review, whatever it was, the sticky thing that I could not solve. I couldn't work it out. It was bugging the bejeebers out of me. 3.18 in the morning, my subconscious wakes me up and says, here it is. Thank you. And I've got it. So I completely understand. What, without fail, 3.18. So it works. Wow. You have to pay attention to what you're telling your brain. Oh my gosh! Yes, can can I can I unpack a little bit of what you just said because oh yeah, please. <laughs> what you said is so important, and and look, for all you listeners, you might be kind of thinking like, what you know? Why are they talking about mindfulness and meditation? I, you know, I want to talk about business growth. I want to talk about how I get more clients. I want to talk about we'll get there. improving profitability. I, yeah, we'll we'll get there. What I really wanted to get across today, and it, it just sort of naturally got to this point in the conversation to start, which I think is huge. I've started a lot of businesses that failed to um, launching VA Claims Insider uh, into a, a very, very successful movement and company that's helping change the lives of millions of veterans and their families. And, you know, it's similar to the entrepreneurial journey of really anybody whoever achieves any kind of success, you see the, the successes, you probably don't see the number of failures slash learning moments that got that person to that point. And what I want to get across and why I think mindfulness, meditation, and mental health is so important uh, for, for everybody is because I believe and I've come to learn that the inner game determines the outer game. And you heard Denise talk about that for a minute. Like, what are you talking What inner game? I'm talking about your mental health. I'm talking about your thoughts. Thoughts, I truly believe this. Okay. And, and by the way, get out a notepad and write this down. If you've never read the book, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, Napoleon Hill. Go, buy a copy, yep. go buy a copy, go buy a copy and read it from start to finish, over and over. I read it every single year at least once. It's one of three books that I keep on my desk next to me because I reference them often. In fact, why don't I just give you the three books, and then you can decide if you want to check them out. Number one, Think and Grow, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. I keep it on my desk I like to get paperback or hard copy versions because I like to crease pages. I like to underline things. I like to circle things. I like to highlight things. And I can't do that with an e-reader or on the computer, okay? Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. If you're an entrepreneur or business owner and you've never read that book, go get yourself a copy. And don't just let it sit and gather dust. You got to read it and you got to take action, okay? That's, that's number one. Number two, how to win friends and influence people by Dale Carnegie. Now you might be thinking, what are you talking about? I don't want to win friends. Okay. Maybe I want to influence people, but this, that doesn't, that doesn't stand out to me as something that would be valuable. 
here's why it's probably the most valuable book I've ever read. Because life and business depend upon relationships, okay? Relationships with other human beings. If you're trying to grow your business and you don't have a massive army of folks who know, like, and trust you, you're going to have a really hard time growing your business. You're going to have a really hard time making a sale, okay? How to Win Friends and Influence People teaches you not just the external factors that influence and impact leaders and why people buy and why they follow certain people. It actually explains the science and the psychology behind it, okay? And it's woven with some pretty unbelievable stories uh, of some of the greatest entrepreneurs of our time. So, again, Think and Grow Rich, Napoleon Hill, go buy a copy, go read it. How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. In fact, I keep his tips. I keep a cheat sheet tip sheet of his 30 principles that are outlined in How to Win Friends and Influence People in a printout on my desk as a constant reminder that nothing gets accomplished in my day unless it happens by or through other people. The Bible, okay? Again, this is, this is not me preaching. This is just who I am. In my opinion, it's the single greatest source of truth ever written. Even if you don't believe in it, that's fine. I'm not telling you you need to believe in it. The principles that are taught in the Bible are applicable to everybody, okay? So those, those are your three books. And, and now I want to get back real quick to finishing what, where I was going on the inner game determines the outer game. You'll learn in Think and Grow Rich a really important principle, and I want to let you figure it out on your own. But here's what I've figured out, and, and Denise, maybe this is something that could even help you truly come to believe that our thoughts determine our destiny. How we think can actually be transformed into real things. Okay, now now I'm going to ask you to just stop for a second and think about that because you're like, what What are you talking about? A thought can't become a thing. I believe that a thought can absolutely become a thing if you will it into existence. And if you take steps to make it happen. Absolutely. You, you have to Yeah, you can't just action. think it. Right, you can't just think it and say, okay, I'm waiting. You better get busy about it. You have to do something. Amen. And if, if you're an entrepreneur, if you're a business owner, I'm sure you already know this, but the reality is, if you're not constantly taking action and reinventing yourself personally, professionally, your business, optimization of your products and your services and your people, you've already begun what I call the slow death spiral. And so, you know, yeah, thoughts become things through action. Okay? That's, that's what I wanted to get across. I have the, I have every book that you've you've mentioned of the Bible I don't really pay much attention to and I'm not sure why but I have it and you know the other two books 
live with me. And I also listen to them on Audible. I will listen to Napoleon Hill as I'm trying to go to sleep. I mean, he's part of my daily, yeah, he's part of my daily deal, if you will. Okay, so, and thank you for sharing all that, because it is really important that we are aware of who we are, what we're doing, how we help each other, how we become servant leaders, if that's in our DNA. You know, I think that we're here, look, I'm an introvert, big time, big, big, big time. I'm not shy, I'm not even close to shy, but I need to be alone 98% of the time, and that's no joke. But yeah. I also need to be around people. So I do that with social media. I do it here on my podcast. I get to meet amazing people like you from all over the world, and I do it Mondays and Fridays. That that really helps me. It, you know, I'm not sitting alone in a dark corner going, woe is me. I love my life, yeah. but I've created the life that I needed to create being a highly committed introvert. It's possible. You can do pretty much anything you want if you are just on top of your own thoughts. Sure. Anyway, that's my way of thinking. Look, that's powerful. And and there is, I think there's an important distinction um, that I believe to be true about what you just said. And I'm actually what's called an ambivert. And so if, if, if I've by the way, you if, if you're an I avoid you guys, but I've heard <laughs> of you. If, if you're an entrepreneur, if you're a business owner and you don't know yet, you, you should go find out because you're going to yeah, learn a should. lot about yourself on the introvert, introvert, extrovert scale. I, I used to think I was an extrovert. And what I've discovered, Denise, over probably the past 10 years is that I actually am on a spectrum and can kind of go either direction, introvert or extrovert, depending on the situation. But shockingly, my most natural tendency is actually on the introvert side because I don't derive my energy from people. In fact, people, people can drain me. I mean, wear not me to out. mention I've got, wear yeah, me I've out. got all, all, all kinds of issues that, you know, I don't always want to leave my own home and the thought of being around people that I don't know or being in a situation that I'm fearful of or a situation of people that I don't trust, that alone can spike some anxiety and depression. And so my natural tendency is toward uh, being an introvert, but there's, there's something that I've learned that's an important distinction, okay, and I, want you to, I don't want you to miss this. Because you're by yourself doesn't mean you're alone. Oh, no. No, no, no. The loneliest I have right. ever been, right. honest to God, was when I was married. I was miserable. Mm-hmm. Miserable. Yeah. yeah. So it's, you know, marriage is for a lot of people. It's not for me. And, and, and amazing that you've come to that realization, Denise, and then you've acted upon it. Because oh, yeah. Most people, most people don't. They, they stay stuck in terrible marriages because they think that's what society or, or their friends or family want them to do. They stay in jobs that they hate because, you know, they've got bills to pay and they think that, you know, this is the stability that I need to have. And they're just miserable. And so the, the truth is this. You can become anything you want to become. That's, that's fact, and I truly believe that. 
You can absolutely become anything that you want to be, that you work to become. I'm living, breathing proof of that. I mean, you're, you're talking to a guy who has been to the brink of suicide. You're talking to a guy that in 2017 ended a relationship in divorce and just about drank myself to death. Okay? I've been to the brink. I've been to the bottom, bottom of the bottle of the barrel to the point where I was so broken I couldn't even stand on my own two feet. Okay? I'm telling y'all, there is a way out of this. There's absolutely a way out of this, and you can do it too. I believe that. I, I believe the same. So you, 17 wasn't that long ago. So no. you became... Something must have triggered in your head that you said, I can do this. I can help myself by helping other people. And I'm assuming that that journey of you helping yourself, making yourself stronger and more aware led you to create, well, number one, a book, which thank you for sending that to me. I really appreciate it. And helped you create VA Claims Insider. So what, was there any one point where you were kind of coming out of detox or whatever it was that you were doing. I, look, I don't drink. It scares the heck out of me. I like my feet firmly on the ground. But I have seen people destroy themselves with alcohol and drugs probably, but alcohol to me is mm-hmm. just frightening. And I would catch myself wondering, are you ever going to be able to think or walk or talk or hold a job? Have you destroyed yourself? But it sounds like at some point... You decided to quit destroying yourself, and you got out of it. Was there, So let me go back to my – I had a point there. Was there any one thing or any group of things that had you saying, I can help other people? I don't need to do this, and neither do they. I can help other people. Yeah. It's, there's so much to unpack there, and I'll, I'll try to keep it as succinct as I can. And, and I, I think everybody, Denise, begins – I believe every human being has this yearning on their heart to become the person that God created them to be, okay? Whether you realize that right now or not, I believe that eventually you're going to feel that tug on your heart, okay? For me, I I still remember the moment. Um, I, I don't even remember driving home on this one particular night. I don't remember getting myself to bed on this one particular night, but I do remember when I woke up in the morning, uh, you know, basically still drunk, still high, having to, to then get up and go into work. I got up, I went over to my, my bathroom sink and I'm looking in the mirror at myself and I hated the person that was looking back at me. I mean, I just bags under my eyes. Um, I had gained a bunch of weight. I just, I, I felt horrible. I wasn't sleeping. My anxiety and depression were at all time highs. I, I was going through a divorce at that time. Um, and I just remember looking at myself and, and I think it was a God moment. I didn't, I mean, I didn't hear like an audible voice or anything like that, 
but it was one of those moments where like, when you know, you know, like something was just put on my heart. And what was put on my heart was this. If you don't make a change, you're going to end up dead or worse. You're going to kill somebody else mm-hmm. because of your, your behaviors. And that's, that was, that was a moment that I specifically remember. Okay. And coming out of that, I really had to go deep. And some of this happened with a psychologist, a psychiatrist, and then with an executive coach. And the coach kept asking me, Denise, by the way, if, if you're a business owner and you don't have a coach, go get a coach. Yes, okay? go get a coach. Why, a why, do, coach. I need, why do I need it? Why do I need a coach? Everybody needs, yeah, every good coach. Everybody needs a coach. Everybody needs somebody who can be a third party, who can offer perspectives about you and yourself and your business that, you simply cannot see because you're too close to it. Okay. Everybody needs a coach. The best athletes in the world have coaches. Okay. Well, if you're the best athlete in the world and you're already at the top of your game, why do you need a coach? You're the best because there's still a level of performance that that athlete is yearning to reach. And they know that they can't get there without a coach helping push them, motivate them, drive them, show them something that they don't already know a simple tweak Think of a golfer, right? Tiger Woods. Tiger gone Woods. Through yeah. How many golf coaches? How many oh, God, caddies? No. Yeah. Right. Again, the, the I mean, he's still he's still changing his swing. So, so my point is, if you don't have a coach, get a coach because one thing human beings are not very good at, we are not very good at seeing ourselves the way that other people see us, and a coach can help with that. Okay. Not a Absolutely. friend, by the way, or family. No friends or family. They are not your coaches. Amen. Amen. Got to be somebody who's who's not related to you. Find somebody that's actually equipped with coaching skills. Um, the coaching has become, I think, Denise, a little bit of the Wild West. Um, it's and- getting ugly out there, honestly, Brian. It's getting, <laughs> you know, there was a point I used to be as part of my service offerings. I'm a web developer in a digital agency, and I also offered virtual assistance. All of a sudden, everybody who had ever touched a keyboard and got fired was a virtual assistant. So that made a big mess out of an emerging industry. Then there was, now it's podcasting. Guess what? Podcasting and coaching. Everybody. And the advice that they're offering is just, oh my God, bad. I'm telling you, I will never, ever need a facelift because I lurk in some of these groups. So I want to see what people yeah. are talking about. And I'm telling you, my eyebrows are permanently in my hairline, and I look surprised like I had a bad facelift. It's awful. So do your homework is my point. Amen. Amen to that. It's, it, it really is like the Wild West. Everybody and their brother thinks they're a coach, and they're not. Um, and Denise, you've probably seen this as well. There's a huge difference between being certified and being qualified. There is. <laughs> and it depends on what uh, kind of coaching you need. Do you need a, a business coach? Do you need a, a mind, you know, mindfulness coach? Do you need several coaches? But one person is not no. going to be able to help you with everything you need, but find the best coach for the best area that you need. And pay attention. If they ask you to do something and it makes sense to you, do it. If they ask you to do something, you're like, oh, you're feeling resistance. Go into that resistance and find out what it is that really is bothering you. They may not be the best coach or 
you're just being a pain in the butt. You know, anything could be happening. I'm often a pain in the butt, just so you know. (laughs) No, you're not. Go Um, figure, huh? (laughs) Who would have thought that? So back back to the coaching though, and I'll wrap up the story. So so that was moment number one. Denise was, you know, after just a, a complete bender of a night, um, hating the person who was looking back, uh, staring back at me in the mirror, and realizing that I needed needed to make a change, or I was going to either end up dead, or or worse, I was going to kill somebody else. That was the first yep. thing. Mm-hmm. The second thing was working with an executive coach who forced me to go deep on things that I think I was aware of. I just wasn't ready to face and accept. And the question that he kept asking me, because he's a fantastic executive coach, uh, former Navy F-18 pilot, started companies, sold companies, you know, been a leader, CEO of some of the top organizations in the world. (laughs) I hired him as my executive coach. And he kept asking me this one question, bothered me because he kept asking me the same question. Brian, what is the one thing that's holding you back or standing in your way? He kept asking me that. And I always had the same excuse. It's bad market conditions. I'm undercapitalized. I need to hire more support. Our website's bad. Our sales and marketing department's not performing. Our, you know, I'm in the middle of a move. I just got divorced. I, you know, all these things. It was always some external factor that I felt like wasn't under my control. And, and by the way, human beings are pretty good at that. Oh, yeah. We're pretty we're good at <laughs> Yeah, seriously, we can we can straddle those fences like crazy. Yeah, and and we're so good at at placing blame on everybody or everything except ourselves. Kept asking me this question though, Brian. What every time we would talk? What's the one thing? Right? Don't give me ten things. Give me one thing that's holding you back or standing in your way. It was you. You were the bottleneck. I finally just looked at him and I said, alcohol. Oh, it was and, you. And, and, and he looked up at me and he goes, now we're getting somewhere. And so we went, we went deep on that concept, right? And so, you know, Denise, you, you spotted it. It, it was myself. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was the alcohol that was creating so much destruction in my life. And so literally I made the decision working with this coach right then and there that I'm done. Like I can't, I will not be able to be the best version of me unless I quit, unless I give it up. And look, I'm not an alcohol hater. I've got tons of uh, friends and family members who drink. I used to drink all the time. I don't, maybe you can control your alcohol. And if you can, great. Okay. If you can drink in moderation, great. I have an extremely addictive personality. I can get addicted to something almost instantly. Okay. And so guess what I've learned? I don't think I can change 
I can't change the fact that I have those addictive personality characteristic traits. Control is let me get addicted to the right things. Oh, I like that. So okay. you're swapping one set of propensities for another. Get addicted to working out. Get addicted to being the best husband or wife you can be. Get addicted to going to church. Get addicted to volunteering. Get addicted to reading. Get addicted to prayer. Get addicted to mindfulness, meditation. Get addicted to golf. There's, a, there's an awesome docu- uh, documentary out there on Lawrence Taylor. If, if you've never seen it, if anybody doesn't know who Lawrence Taylor is, he's probably the greatest defensive player that's ever suited up in the NFL. I mean, the guy was just absolute beast mode. I mean, you couldn't block him. People absolutely feared for him. Bill Belichick called Lawrence Taylor the best defensive player he's ever coached. Okay? There's a documentary on Lawrence Taylor. The guy's completely changed his life. To be drunk, he used to be, he used to be high on cocaine during football games. <laughs> during the game. And nobody ever, I mean, granted, this was a different NFL in the 80s, but nobody ever said anything to him because it's Lawrence Taylor. Well, same, similar story to mine, you know, basically just completely destroyed his life. And he said something in that, document, in that documentary that clicked with me. He plays golf every single day. Every single day, it doesn't matter. He's going to be out there golfing. And his wife said something on that documentary that I'll never forget. She said, the, the, the interviewer said something like, you know, you, you, know, you let LT go, go play golf every single day. And, you know, wow, like I wish, you know, my spouse would let me do that. And she, and she said, yeah, I do because I'd rather have him be addicted to golf than something else. Mm-hmm. And, and it's and, that and it's, same kind of concept, Denise, of what I'm talking about is, if you have those types of personality traits and characteristics, it's, it may not do you a whole ton of good to focus on trying to stop being an addict. Instead, shift the narrative, shift focus of if I'm going to be a, an addictive type of person, let me get addicted to the right things. Let me get addicted to something that's actually going to improve my life and not destroy it. Mm-hmm. And. And thank you for sharing. I'm going to have to ask my friend Jim Tunney about Lawrence Taylor. I'm sure he knew him well. Jim Tunney, of course, is the NFL Dean of NFL Referees, number 32. Fantastic yeah. man. Yeah. He's one of my favorite people in the world. I talk to him every single day. So here's the thing. That's and so cool. we're talking, yeah, he's he's phenomenal. We, we're talking about, you know, we kind of had those moments and your coach would ask you that final question where you went, Ooh, I am the problem. I am the bottleneck. For me, it was, and she kept asking me this, and I kept saying, uh, I'm just not ready. Finally, one day she, she asked me again. She said, what are you tolerating? Well, crap. I had to go look at it, and it was me. It was absolute, a whole yeah. bunch of things that were in my life, but I was tolerating every bit of it. So I quit doing that. Wow. So anyway, yeah, it, 
and it's, boy, it was rough, let me tell you, because my mother used to say, Denise, you really should have been an attorney. You can argue both sides of any argument and win both of them. A lot of us are that good at giving ourselves permission to do really stupid things. I'm really good at it. I'm not proud of it, but I'm really good at it. (laughs) But I recognize it now, and I'm like, no, 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 stop it. (laughs) Don't do that anymore. So now, I mean, we've we've covered a lot about mental health and how we can be better people, and we we don't need to just wallow in whatever it is that's bothering us. And let's get to veterans now because veterans have – you know, I've been talking recently on this program with a lot of veterans, and like I say, I have deep, deep respect for all of y'all. But suicides, you know, drugs, alcohol, yeah. homelessness, what in the yeah. hell is that all about? Why are we allowing this? So you have created, we as a people, why aren't we helping in any way we possibly can? But you created, why did you create VA Claims Insider and why did you write the Deserve It book? So that's actually two questions. It was an observation and then two questions. Let's talk about the You Deserve It book first because I think that's pretty important. And then we can go on to how you created help for veterans. Sure. You Deserve It, uh, the definitive guide to getting the veteran benefits you've earned, was a 18-month passion project. Uh, it's, it's live, by the way, on, on Amazon right now on Barnes and Noble and other boutique outlets online if you want to pick up a copy. Um, But before you do that, if you want to get a free, I just asked that you cover shipping and handling, you can go to youdeserveitvets.com. I'll I'll say that again. For all you listeners, if you want a free copy of my book, that's not a joke. It really is free. I just asked that you cover shipping and handling. You can get a copy right now at youdeserveitvets.com, okay? I wrote the book, Denise, that I wish somebody would have written for me. I mean, that's, that's it in a nutshell. When I was leaving and transitioning out of the United States Air Force in 2012, um, I'm, you know, I'm, not, I'm not a dumb guy. I'm not the smartest, but I'm not dumb. And I just remember thinking, like, the tra- this transition is horrible. I mean, depression, anxiety. I had this fear of, you know, who would want to hire me? And I've been in the military for half of my adult life. You know, am I actually, is a, a, an employer even going to want to hire me? And so we fill ourselves with self-doubt. think that one of the things the military does to us is it makes you dependent on the system. I'm going to explain what I mean by that. When you're wearing the uniform, Uncle Sam tells you what you're going to do. They tell you where you're going to be. They tell you what your job's going to be. They tell you where you're going to live. They tell you how much money you're going to get paid. They tell you what your benefits are. They tell you when you're deploying. Everything is given to you. It's told to you, and you just accept it. You don't have a choice. Okay. What happens, I think, over time is you become dependent on those benefits. You tend to then look at it the as, okay, system. I know I'm getting paid. Right. Yeah, you, you become dependent the on the system. And all of a sudden, and this happened to me, I forgot who I was. I forgot what I was even good at. 
anymore or what I wanted to do because I spent from 19 years old to 26 years old, some of my, your formative adult years with somebody else dictating who I am and what I'm going to be. And for the first time, I had to stop and think and actually try to figure it out for myself. And I couldn't do it. I wasn't equipped with the tools to do that. And so literally, you deserve it. The book is, it's a toolkit. It's an action guide. I actually tell you about all these great benefits that you deserve for your service to our country. And then I tell you how to get them. And my biggest fear for the book is that you buy it and you stick it on a shelf and you don't do anything about it, okay? If that's what you're going to do, don't get the book because it's not going to help you. Action book. And so what I'm telling y'all is get the book and then go through it. Crease the pages, underline, highlight. If you learn something new, go try to teach it to somebody else. Go serve another veteran by saying, hey, you got to get a copy of this book, or maybe you just give them your copy, and then teach them something you learned in the book so that that veteran is now equipped and empowered to go get those benefits they're entitled to as well. Okay, so that, that was the first part of your question is I it wrote was, the book yeah. that I wish somebody would have written for me. I, I wish somebody would have, like, literally walked by my cubicle in 2012 and said, hey, bro, congrats on separating this book is going to change your life and it's going to help you figure things out as you transition, go read it and then go apply it. That's, that's the book that I wrote. And then what we also learned though, Denise, and, and this is kind of a perfect segue because we're ta- we've talked a lot today about coaching. We've talked about the inner game. We've talked about coaching, coaching that a lot of people don't want to talk about is that one of the amazing benefits of coaching is accountability. One of the things human beings are not very good at is being accountable. Okay. That's what a coach can help you do. So as much as I would love to believe that every veteran can, can get a copy of this book and go get every benefit they're entitled to. I also understand human nature and I understand myself as a veteran. A lot of times we fail to take action And we fail to be accountable for our own results. So VA Claims Insider was born out of that concept, tremendous problem and pain point in a very niche market. The the problem and pain point is U.S. military veterans are stuck. They're frustrated. They're tired of losing. They've been battered and beaten down by the VA. They're struggling with with undiagnosed or diagnosed mental health issues. They're struggling with daily chronic physical pain. They're wondering why this world around them is going on without them. Why don't these people get me? They don't understand me. Okay. That's the problem. And at the heart and the root of that, is when you take off the uniform, you lose your identity. You forget who you are. So much of who we are in the U.S. military is dependent upon two names on the front of your uniform. It's got your last name and it's got your branch of service. 
U.S. Air Force, U.S. Army, U.S. Navy, U.S. Space Force, U.S. Marine Corps, U.S. Coast Guard, right? And on the other side, it's got your last name. And then on the, on the shoulders, you've got patches. You've got your mm-hmm. unit patches. patches. And then you've got your rank, okay? So much of your identity is in that uniform that you put on every day. And when you take it off, you lost your identity. You don't know who you are anymore. So those labels are basically in the closet. And now what? Now what? Now what? Gotcha. Now what? And then, of course, dealing with the god-awful bureaucracy is... I'm not going to even tell you what I think of bureaucrats. I think I just did. The pro- so here's what I believe, Denise, and, and thank you for, for pivoting there to the bureaucracy because that's important to talk about. I don't believe the problem itself is the VA. Okay, now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to explain that. If you want to hate the VA or make them your common enemy, that's fine. I'm not, I'm not going to stop you, okay? But I've come to believe that if the VA is not trying to, to not give you benefits, okay? They're not, they're not looking at your case going, how can I, you know, deny this veteran's claim today? I don't believe that. The problem is the system. The problem is the bureaucracy that's in the system. These endless addendums, these endless hoops, the new case law precedent, right? I mean, law changes, process changes. The VA is under a ton of scrutiny right now from Congress. We need you to decide claims faster. We need you to fix the appeals process. We need you to, I mean, they're getting, they're getting so much pressure to decide things faster, speed, fast, 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 Okay. Again, the problem is the system, it's the bureaucracy, it's extremely and overly complex, and nobody understands it except us. That's what we've done with VA Claims Insider. We make VA claims easy, and the way that we do that is we boil down a program into eight steps. It's an eight-step process that happens over 30 days. And you can walk your VA claim success journey from beginning to end with one of our coaches. Okay, we've, we've talked a lot about coaching. Oh, yeah. The real value in the coaching process, absolutely, it's this is what I think you should do and this is how to do it. Here's a five-minute video that teaches you how, hey, do you want to jump on a Zoom call right now? I'll call you right now. You're feeling stressed. You don't know what to do. I'm here for you. Okay. It's, it's, you're never alone. You're paired with an expert. But I think the most important part again is it's accountability. That coach is going to check in on you and say, Hey, we just had our strategy session and you told me you were going to log into va.gov and start your claim and open a notice of intent to file. I didn't hear back from you. It's been two days. I just want to make sure we're tracking. Again, what are human beings very bad at? We, we suck. We're terrible at accountability. We're suck. We're not good at seeing ourselves in the way that other people see us. That's the value of a coach. 
VA Claims Insider is an education-based coaching program where we help you get the VA benefits you deserve live and in community and with our coaches. And oh, by the way, if we don't help, if we don't help you, if you don't get an increase in your benefits, you don't owe us any money. We literally no, operate sense. on contingency only. Well, and while I've got you here, what are some of the claims that people, you know, veterans don't even know that they should be looking at? I mean, I understand veteran disability claims. I mean, that's in the news all the time. But what are some claims that just kind of fly underneath the radar that veterans are like, what? Really? I could use that. That would be very helpful. Yeah. Well, part of the issue is we're, we're not doctors and we're not lawyers. And the VA disability system is a, a combination of medical lingo and legal jargon. And so, mm-hmm. you know, veterans are at such a significant disadvantage, Denise, as they're trying to go through the system. They're just, they're not fighting a fair fight. And some of the most common claims, though, that we see. You know, there's, there's 31 mental health conditions that can be rated under the law. A, a lot of veterans don't even know they have a they mental have health mental condition. 31? Yeah, there's 31. Yeah, there's 31. There's, I mean, there's things like post-traumatic stress disorder, major depressive disorder, generalized anxiety disorder, chronic adjustment disorder. There's eating disorders. There's, I mean, there's, there's all kinds of possible mental health conditions, chronic pain syndrome. Um, that's, that's one of the, I think, the common ones that we see. And a lot of veterans are just unaware. A lot of vets don't even realize why they've destroyed their lives. They don't, they don't even understand that maybe it's because of an underlying undiagnosed mental health condition. So we help bring that awareness to light as well to help that person get better and connect them with resources those are common mental health. The other things uh, like headaches, migraine headaches, there's 150 different types of headaches. I didn't know that. I mean, I most do. people have, have only I'm heard of... I'm prone to headaches. Uh, uh, sure. <laughs> most I know people have only trouble. heard of, say, like migraine headaches, right? Oh, I had, a, I had a migraine. Okay, well, that's one type of headache. There's also tension headaches. There's post-traumatic headaches. There's cluster headaches. There's, I mean, there's tons. And so, you know, a lot of vets will go, I have, I have these headaches, but I don't know what it is. Well, number one, it it could be a traumatic brain injury. Could be a TBI. Or a tumor, which was where my brain was like, oh God, I've got cancer. (laughs) Come on, thoughts, remember? Positive thoughts. I had a sister-in-law who passed from brain cancer, so that always pops into my head. Oh, I oh man, sorry to hear that. I I uh, I lost an uncle, uh, one of one of my favorite uncles, Uncle Gary. Uh, He passed of a brain tumor in 2008, so I'm Mm. very very familiar with with cancer. Um, But uh, headaches, sleep apnea. That's a big one. We hear a lot about that. Yeah. U.S. military veterans are nearly four times as likely to have or develop a sleep apnea syndrome versus their civilian counterparts. 
Why is that? U.S. military veterans. U.S. military veterans are nearly four times as likely as their civilian counterparts to have PTSD. And again, these are things. These are just things people don't want to talk about, which is why we talk about it all the time. Well, and the thing is, I mean, we don't pay much attention to what what's really going on in our bodies. I, my brother recently passed in March. He was a double lung transplant oh. patient, and I am. In my family, I'm the one, I have headaches, and that's about it. They would talk to me about you know blood pressure and number. I'm like, all right, put it in put it in dummy language because I don't know what y'all talking about. They would talk about medications. Yeah. They would talk about this, that, and the other. And I got a bit of an education, but honestly, it's just so easy. And he did this. I mean, he did. He had symptoms for two years before he wound up in the hospital suffocating in his own lungs, he didn't do a darn thing about it because it's like, oh, it'll pass, it'll pass. We're all guilty of that. We don't know. We don't go. Look, I don't have a doctor. I haven't been to a doctor in I don't even know how long. I, you know, I trust my own body to do what it's going to do, but not everybody pays much attention. I don't. I mean, seriously, yeah. I, if, I may have high blood pressure for all I know. I, I wouldn't know it. So I think what you're yeah. saying is that we don't know what we don't know. We don't know what we're not paying attention to. Is that about right? Amen. I mean, we, we don't know what we don't know until somebody tells us and shows us. And that's part of what we do. It's part of the value uh, of VA Claims Insider. It's part of the value of our organization. You get your identity back and you're welcomed into a community of fellow disabled veterans who know, like, and trust you. And you can know, like, and trust us because we're just like you. Many of us are, gotcha. are going through some of the same struggles that you're going through right now. I mean, I, Denise, I'd love to tell you that, you know, I'm cured and my life is perfect. That's false. <laughs> like, like I ain't cured. My life isn't perfect. I still struggle anxiety and depression every single day. Every day I struggle with it, but I've come to this realization that it's called life. We are all struggling and dealing with something right now that nobody else knows about. Every single person is dealing with something right now in their lives that nobody else even knows about. You got to talk about it. You got to get it out there because you're going to find out in a hurry that you're not alone. You're not alone. But it is difficult for people to talk about things that they consider intensely personal. And that's what we call uncomfortable vulnerability. Okay. Here at, here at VA Claims Insider. And so, you know, when you read that first part of my bio, you talked about, you know, by the power of pure vulnerability began this transformational movement. I believe, Denise, that that's what leadership is. I believe leadership is influence. Leadership is about influence. If you want more influence, you need to build more trust. If you want to build more trust, you need to be more vulnerable. If, if you imagine a triangle, okay, imagine a, whether you want to call it a chalice or a, a pyramid, a triangle, 
The bottom third of the triangle would be vulnerability. That's the base. That's the building block. The middle part of the triangle is trust. The top part of the triangle is influence. To me, that's what leadership is. The more vulnerable you are, the faster and stronger you'll be able to build trust with your people, with your clients. The more trust you have, the more influence you have. The more people who are going to follow you, the more people who are going to buy your stuff, the more people who are going to share, the more people who are going to get better as a result of your business. That's it. It's, it's actually quite, it's quite simple, but it's not easy. It's not. And something just popped into my head while you were talking about that. And it's, a lot of people, I hope I'm not one of them, but you know, we're not real good at identifying who and what we are. But a lot of people just whine. They're not being vulnerable. They're whining. There's a big difference between trying to say, okay, this has happened to me. This is what is going on with me. I could use your help, and I think you could maybe use mine, you know, because I'm going through it. I'm walking that path. But if you're here in front of me or talking to me and you're whining about something, I'm going to cut you loose very quickly. There's a big, big difference. Huge, huge difference. And unfortunately, I think you're, you're seeing some of what's happening in our modern society. Mm-hmm. There's, there's a lot of us. Uh, I'm not going to name names or specific groups, but a lot of us have become a bunch of whiners. Okay. Yeah, they're weenies. If you call if, them what they are. If you want to make it. If you want to make a change, if you want to make a difference, then, then go freaking do it. Go make a difference. Stop, stop just whining about it. Stop complaining about it. Go be part of the solution. And stop finding people just like you so you have number, you know, power in numbers. You're still whining. You're just doing it loudly. Listen, we are we about a minute out, and I want for you to tell people – 90 seconds. I want for you to tell people where they can find you, again, where they can find the book, where they can find um, VA Claims Insider. Just, you know, let people know how they can get in touch with you. Thank you, Denise. Yeah, you can, uh, again, if, if you want a free fee of my new book, you can get either the paperback version. There's an upgrade to the audio book uh, if you want to take that. But if you want a free copy of my new book, you just cover shipping and handling. You can get it right now at youdeserveitvets.com. Again, that's youdeserveitvets.com. That's a copy of my new book for you. If you need some help with your VA disability benefits, if you're literally sick and tired of losing, if you want to start winning, if you're tired of being alone, if you want to be part of a community of fellow vets and you want to get the VA rating and compensation you deserve for you and your family, you can start free at VAClaimsInsider.com. Again, that's VAClaimsInsider.com. And don't you have a, a, a site where something about hire vets? Seems like I saw that. We do. Yeah, we, uh, we actually recently acquired uh, another business unit. Um, it's hire veterans. Part of our mission and purpose, I mean, our, our higher calling here is to help veterans celebrate life change. And what we believe that to be is it's this holistic model of what does a veteran need 
on their journey post-military, and then how do we connect them with that specific resource? Well, well, a huge part of it is finding a new and exciting career, finding something that gives you purpose and meaning. And so, you know, you can create a free profile. Um, Some of America's top companies, they pay to post their jobs and advertise on the site, but it's free for uh, the active duty military troop, veterans, and their family members. Uh, And you can sign up there at HireVeterans.com. That is excellent. Listen, before I let you go, was there any kind of, did I miss anything? Because we talked, we covered a lot of territories. Is there any kind of last thoughts? We did, yeah. Well, the last thing I'm just going to leave everybody with is this. You're not alone. It's okay not to be okay. What's not okay is if you don't do anything about it. What's not okay is if you don't do anything about it. Again, you're never alone. You're here for a reason and your life matters. I live to tell you that. Thank you. Brian, thank you so much. It's been really wonderful speaking with you. And I thank you for all of the terrific tips and great advice that you've shared with our audience. Veterans or not, we all know veterans. We're, you know, they're in our families. If we're not a veteran, we certainly know somebody who is and probably needs help. So before we say goodbye, I would like to remind our audience to be sure to look for us in iTunes and anywhere else you consume your business podcast, your favorite business podcast. Just look for your partner in Success Radio and take us along on your success journey. Brian, again, thank you so much. You're very welcome. Thank you all. Get your voice heard. If you would like to launch your own far-reaching podcast, contact Denise Griffiths at yourofficeontheweb.com and go to the podcast tab.